It's time to unleash the expert. What is he an expert on? Relationships, sex, spirituality, and rediscovering yourself beyond the trauma. Get ready to unleash more purpose, passion, and pleasure in your life. Here's the expert himself, Mr. Brandon Patrick. Guys, welcome to the show. I have a special guest with me yet again today. Um, I have my mom. Mom, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, good to be here. <laughs> yeah. Ma- I mean, mom, you're so much more than a mom. Um, <laughs> so she's she's my mom. She's the best mom in the world. Um, but she's also, how long did you work at Jefferson? 22 years. So you guys, she worked as a, a counselor in a junior high at a, I would call it an at-risk school. Yeah. A tough school. Yeah. Um, where there was a lot of tough things, the kids going through things, um, parents that were difficult. Um, I don't know anything you want to add to that, mom. Um, no, um, it, it was my favorite type of school. Um, I, I absolutely loved my job and, um, there's some schools where the parents won't get off your back Uh and then there's other schools where you hardly have any engagement at all with the parents parents because they're not become the parent a little bit because they're not engaged in their child's education very much. Yeah. We didn't even have a PTA at our school. Yeah. We couldn't get volunteers. Way back in the day when I, when I first decided, Hey, I'm going to get into like mental health and counseling. And Mm -hmm. I thought, what am I going to do? How do I even start? And my mom (laughs) got me this job for nine bucks an hour as a behavioral health aide out at her junior high. That's right. And I worked there for, I'd say like five months. Um, and it was hard. It was yeah. one of the hardest jobs that I've had. Um, the kids, a lot of the kids were really misbehaving. Yeah. They've had a lot of trauma, a lot of trauma in their life. Mm-hmm. And you could feel it from a lot. And, and I worked with the, the, the kids who were having the problems. Yes, so exactly. Not all the kids. Working with yeah. the, at-risk kids at our school. Yeah, the at-risk kids, whatever yeah. at-risk means. Yes. Um, and But I could feel their pain. And I, I worked with their parents a little bit there. And when I'd meet the parents, I totally understood yes. why the kids were the way that they were oh, yeah. at the school. The doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm your son, Mom. There you go. So I don't know what that means about you or me or whatever. Yeah. Um. But what I'd like to do with you, Mom, is just kind of dive into some some real parenting principles. Okay. Um, I talk about trauma a lot, and a lot of the trauma that we have as as humans yes. comes from our relationship with our parents. Yeah, I know. I've had to ask you where your mommy wounds are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I have some. Yeah, you told <laughs> we, me. We won't get into those today, but but we all do. Yeah. And the the truth is is those kids with those pro- those behavioral problems in school, when you meet their parents, it makes sense why yeah. they have those behavioral problems. If you were to dig in with those parents who are adults now, it would make sense why they're showing up with all these maladaptive behaviors because of the trauma and the parenting and the experiences that they got. Yeah. And and so this is generational, generational. patterns going mm-hmm. on and on and on. Yeah. And what I'd like to talk about with you is, what can we do as parents to one break those patterns, two um, help our children be resilient, yeah, um, and and to overcome our unhealthiness, right? <laughs> like, how can we equip them 
to learn to grow, to be, be self-reflective. Yeah. Yeah. With what they're getting from you. From and probably they're getting really mostly great things from you. Right. You know. Right. But oftentimes we as children have a tendency to glom on to the negative things or label ourselves from the negative things that right. we hear from well, our parents. That's what we naturally do. Mm-hmm. And I, I think God set it up this way where we 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 take on trauma. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, sometimes trauma like big t trauma happens but sometimes little things happen but we we cling to that and then we interpret ourselves as a result of those things that have happened and then we start to play those things out again and again and we start to spiral downward and you know what can we do as parents to if we have children who are starting to spiral downward a little bit yeah to shift that tide a little bit right. to help them start to move up. So, right. but you had some questions for me, mom. Yeah. I, so, I just wrote down some questions. My mom's trying to take over as the host a, here. Yeah. This is I love a, it. A rhetorical question. Do you worry about your kids? Oh, all the time. So do I. Yeah. And I'm 68 years old and all my children are in their thirties or forties. Right. And I still worry about my kids. I don't it's know. going to be forever. I don't know life. why. Your kids are freaking awesome. They are. Well, I, if I do say so myself. You worry about your kids, <laughs> even when you have five fantastic children and five fantastic in-laws. Right. You still worry. Yeah. So. Yes, I do worry. What is your, what's one of the biggest concerns you have for your kids? Huh. That's a good question because I have so many. Um, I talk about shame a lot. I think my biggest thing is that they they wallow in their shame and they don't realize who they really are in their life. Okay. Um, okay. And so that and that leads all, to all kinds of things. Yeah. Addiction, yeah. relationship problems. And I all. think that that's good that that's something that you worry about because oftentimes because of the experiences that you have, that's going to be a biggie. Right. And I'm glad that it's a biggie. It's, right. You know, it's it's a big worry, and if it's a big worry in your mind, you're going to work on. But I can tend, you know, I, I can tend, I can tend to catastrophize a little bit. Yes. Where it's like, if my kid's doing this thing that I know is like, he could get bullied for, or yes. I'm like, man, if he gets bullied, and then he'll start to think he's not good enough, and then he won't have any friends, and then he'll be isolated. <laughs> no, settle, it's not settle, gonna happen. Settle down. Right. Settle down. Um. Yeah. And I think uh, one of the one of the big worries that we often have with our kids are they going to be able to manage themselves are they going to be able to be resilient when they get mommy or daddy wounds or when they get wounds at school or you know when there's things that come up that are difficult for a child to manage yep um what do you think your assets are as a parent i got hang on i got to back up before i get into that one one thing that you would always say like um (laughs) mom would always be like what do you want me to wipe your butt for you? <laughs> and so, so I've kind of passed this down to my kids where it's like that, you know, they'll look at me like, how come you're not pouring my milk and, yeah, cereal? and I'll be like, exactly. and they get so sick and tired of this. I'm like, you know what? One day you're going to be in your apartment all by yourself. You're going to be yelling, Hey dad, come pour this milk. And you know what you're going to hear? Nothing. Nothing. And you're going to have to figure out how to pour that milk in the cereal on your own. There isn't going to be anybody there to wipe your butt. Mom, I wipe yeah. my own butt. I got to <laughs> tell you, this is a breakthrough moment for us. Yes, good. This I'm, is huge. I'm glad, finally. I can manage myself. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> this only happened about a year ago, but yeah, I do wipe right. my own butt now. 
No, I haven't uh, wiped his butt since he was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, so what do you think your assets are as a parent? Um, I think it's important that parents know what their assets are. I think <clears throat> I'm a good example of um, kind of learning how to roll with things in life, a growth mindset. Um, I like that. Not taking things too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and also hard work. My kids see me work hard. Yeah. Um, and so I think that I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm good at that. Well, and what's interesting, um, you, you stated things you do. I mean, not right. thing qualities you have, not necessarily things you do do, but qualities that you have as examples for your kids. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like, oh, I have to pound these into my kids. Yeah. But these are the assets that I have that my kids are going to see, they're going to learn, yeah, think, and then they're going to do themselves. You bring up a really good point because I think, yes, I could say I'm good as a, at a parent at communicating in this way to my children, blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah, blah, which is important. Yeah. You know, like those those skills, those tools, you know, what you read in the parenting books. But if, you, yeah. if you're really good at all those tools and skills and your example sucks yes, and exactly your personal right. life is a wreck. It's really true. Then, yeah. yeah. I think example is the yeah. best parenting, most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. Thank, thank I goodness agree. I had such a good example yeah. as a mom. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think your liabilities are as a parent? What do you think you struggle with? What are those things in your head that you beat yourself up for? While you're raising your kids, I think sometimes we're a little loosey goosey, okay. and and uh, like uh, there could be a little more structure. Mm -hmm. um, I I can discipline and and have structure there, but um, I think my kids are a little spoiled. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's really hard in this day and age. I think. Um, I think to not we, spoil kids. I think we <laughs> ate out like five times while I grew up, like Taco Bell three times, and. Millie's too. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, and and Mike had to get an extra job so we could afford to do My that. kids wake up in the morning and they're like, hey, are we going to Costa Vida? Yeah. Like, take me there. Tonight? Yeah, what the heck, you know? And, yeah. And, uh, and so I think some restraint there, you know, to kind of show them how to budget, yeah. how to, how to actually have some constraint with which like eating well and, yeah. and, uh, exercise and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Just just some structure with life would yeah. be good for them. Yeah. So I think I probably beat myself up for yelling. Oh yeah. Because you know, uh -huh. I felt like I wasn't getting through. And so I would always say that would that would be the thing that I always would beat myself up for. And you know what's Was funny? Yelling. You know what's funny is as your son, like I don't look back and think of, of your yelling, yelling as a problem. If you guys I can were hardly fighting. remember yeah. you yelling. You guys to be were honest fighting you know, then I would yell back at you. Or, But what's interesting is you didn't notice it much, but it was in my head all the time. Right. And I had about like how horrible you were. And I had it. guilt and yeah. shame about that till I, I finally to get over that guilt and that shame that I felt, even though I wasn't stopping the yelling. Right. I just said, at least I don't hit them, you know, <laughs> it's <laughs> harm I, reduction. At least I don't. It could be worse. Yeah, it could be worse. Yeah could be worse yeah um and and by the way like i don't remember you being a yeller all the time yeah i mean i think you, you I did think yell it's just because but... i didn't like it when i did it right so that was something that i defined myself at. right 
as a yeller. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, I mean, <laughs> um, do you trust that your kids would be able to be okay and manage themselves if they were in a risky situation or a situation where they were pressured to engage in risky behaviors? Yeah, I I really do actually. The the thing about it is, mom, and you can attest to this. I got four unique individuals. Absolutely. And so it's like. I'm, I might be parenting one of them amazingly and they're like thriving and I'll, I'll apply those same parenting principles to that one as I am with the other. It may not work. And it may not work. And so yeah. as you ask me that question, I'm thinking with some of them, absolutely. Yeah. With some of them, I'd, I'd be a little more uneasy. Yeah. Of, depending on their personality. Of their personality and who, and who they are and like... Yeah, one of them I'm thinking might be a little more persuaded to kind of, you know, give in and then mm -hmm. lie. And then, you know, yeah. where, the, where the other one would be the type that's like, you asked me to do what? Like, I think <laughs> I need to go report that to the principal. <laughs> and now I'm going to sit you down and give you a lesson about why that's not okay. And, you know, like, and so, so yeah, very different for the different, for no, the different uh, kids. I, I think you, you treat them uh, the same by treating them differently, by yeah. knowing who they are yeah. and knowing what they need. It's not always easy to do that. And well, then that's you, why you we start to up. hear from the other kids of like, why are you treating them different than me and blah, blah, blah. But, and, and what I'll say is because they are different than you. Yes. Like, that's why. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. So, yeah. So don't go there. Yeah. Um, I just have a, a a couple of interesting things that I think would be super helpful for parents. Okay. The Search Institute has been around since about 1978. And what they did is they, tr you know, usually we'll look at a family structure and we'll say, oh, God, three kids are doing these, three out of four kids are doing these risky behaviors. Mm -hmm. And they try to figure out why they're doing those risky right. behaviors. What's going on in that family? <laughs> Whereas yeah. the Search Institute will say, we have this one resilient kid. What is it with this kid? What assets does this kid have to make them so that they're resilient? And they didn't in, in engage this in those risky behaviors because they're in the same yeah. environment. So they wanted to do a study about what are the assets that kids have so that they don't engage in risky behaviors. And they're, uh, so, so they came up with um, actually 40 assets. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's 20 that are internal assets that okay. kids have that, you know, that you're talking about themselves. your student. Yeah. I mean, your child, whether or not right. you worry about one more than the other, because they might have these right. internal assets. And then there's external assets. There's things that are given to them through parenting or through other people. Okay. So um, I love this search Institute because what they do is they have a questionnaire for the parent and then they have a questionnaire for the child about these 40 assets. And then you can kind of determine how many assets your kids have. I'd say, yes, your kids could probably, I think all your kids could probably um, be okay in a situation where they were asked to engage in risky behaviors or whether there were kids trying to pressure them to be in risky behaviors. Right. And I think that because they have many of those assets. Right. So, I mean, there's too many to go through all of them. Right, right, right. Give right? It, give give me a few of them though. Yeah. Yes. It's it's so funny because I made these little notes 
And I thought, okay, I'll just do this bullet point, this bullet point, this bullet point, and then I've highlighted everything. So I'll just They're all good. But it's it's They're called the Search Institute. Uh, search yeah. Institute. Okay. What you have to do is type in Search Institute, and you'll be able to find it, and it'll have this parent questionnaire. Do, do you know, Mom, and, and I, I don't know if you know this, but there there was a longitudinal study on resiliency in children yeah. that they did for, like, I don't know how many years. Yeah. Um, and, and they really identified what creates a resilient person. Mm -hmm. Was that the Search Institute? Do you know? I'm, I'm not I'm sure. I'm putting you on the spot it, here. I, I'm not sure if it was the Search in Institute. It very easily could have been okay. because they've been doing this study since 1998 and they've been taking surveys since then and they have millions of replies. Oh, okay. So it very easily could be, but I'm not sure that it okay. is. Okay. So um, some of the external assets would be like support, like you have family support, um, you have positive family relationships, you have good connections with your kids, um, other adult relationships. I think okay. that's really, really important yes. because um, when kids get to be teenagers, they oftentimes don't want to have a lot to do with you. Right. You know, right. At, but if their friends' parents are awesome, right. then- that's really significant yes. that they have somewhere else they can go. It could be an aunt or an uncle or another friend's parents, right. but other significant adults is huge. Right. Especially for those kids who live in risky right. um, environments. So as let's say if I'm a parent and let's say I'm a single parent or somewhat don't have a ton of family support, mm -hmm. it might be wise of me to, to reach out to a neighbor that I trust. Yes. It's a good guy who could like hey could you kind of help me out with yes my son or most yeah. definitely okay yeah most yeah. definitely um then also you have it part of your environment of a caring neighborhood or yes. a, a good school climate mm -hmm. um and even something as simple as parental involvement in the school oh that's huge okay. huh so that's all support yeah that's all support and then there's other things um that are assets that we can give them and that would be um youth uh, resources service to others oh okay um yeah. teaching your kids how to serve teaching your kids how to work mm -hmm. um having good community values and also um making sure that your kids are in a safe environment. So that's kind of empowerment things. So I want to talk specifically about how you you did that for me. Okay. Um, I think of you are always doing something at the church or in the community. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I watched you do all kinds of arts and crafts and, and food and all, all mm -hmm. kinds of stuff all the time. Yeah. So you were involved in our community. Um, but you talk about hard work. Um, when I was uh, in fifth grade, I went to school and I was my, my the teacher asked me, um, "Hey, I heard your mom slipped and fell," and I just started crying because my mom was up at six in the morning <laughs> doing a paper route with me in the middle of the winter and slipped and fell and blew her knee out or her broke ankle. broke your leg. Yeah, your yeah. ankle. Well, had to um, have it pinned back together. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, I've mowed lawns with my mom. Um, where, you know, I'm trimming and she's mowing and like, um, you know, she's driving around a big van with a trailer. Like she taught work and she taught, um, connecting to the community. And 
I think that's helped me be a resilient human being. Yeah, so I, I think so. And um, I think one of the reasons why that is so important is because nowadays it's a little harder for our kids to be assets instead of liabilities. Oh, interesting. And if they know that they're worth something and they can get a lot out of having a little job, like your children mowing the lawn here, yeah. you know, at yeah. your office, um, or having them take, you know, the soup that I've made to the person who needs it. So b- back in the day, um, like the farming lifestyle, community, yes. it was like you'd have kids and when they're eight, nine years old, they're out milking the cow. They're assets. They, yeah, they are workers. And I they just, work. I think that is so, so important. And now we don't have that and they sit around and play video games and they're these people in the other room playing a video game and we got to just like make them dinner and feed them. And yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I think it's really, important. you got to turn the table on that. You, you got to find ways or assets. Absolutely. And you can always tell them home. Oh, thank you for feeding the dog. Yeah. Thank you for um, clearing your table. Yeah. Thank you. So that they can see that they are valuable. In yeah. That way. Yeah. You know, that's a good and point. that's what dad was always really great at saying, Hey guys, let's go down to Jane's house. Yeah. And Jane was a lady that we took care of for years and years and years. Oh, yeah. But dad didn't just go down there and do that. No, he'd take us with him. He always yep. took you guys. Yep. You know, it was difficult. You might have belly ached about it. Right. It's probably more, it a lot more work for him to take us. Absolutely. But he took us. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. Absolutely. And then um, the third category is like boundaries and expectations. Um, and so it's important that you have boundaries set at your house is what's right and wrong to do to your little brother or uh-huh. to your little sister uh-huh. or um, make sure that you have boundaries about what goes on in, with your friends in the neighborhood uh-huh. and that kind of thing so your parents can teach kids boundaries about you know um, being able to stand up for yourself and and setting boundaries with who they play with if they're being demeaned all the time mm-hmm. and that kind of thing so you teach them those boundaries I, I think mom a lot of times as a parent where we feel like bad parents is when we are being boundaried with our children so right that I mean because that's where consequences come if my older son is teasing my younger son and there's a boundary of look you need to go to your room for a while and take right. a break because you're tormenting him right and that's not okay and he's mad at me about sending him to his room right i'm actually being a good parent that even though he's exactly mad exactly right that's yeah. exactly right and i uh, you know when i talk to my parents at school um because i would see it so much that the kids basically ran the house right you know and that's a huge problem. and that's a huge problem and so it's really really important that your kids know you're their parent if they can't be your friend Sometimes yes. you can have a nice family dynamic where you are your friend. You're both. Your They're both. You're yeah. Both. But there are other times when you need to be the parent. Right. And not the friend. And if there's an option between the two, you got to be the parent. You got to be the parent. Yep. yep. Yeah, exactly. It's that, so that's an important it's, it's that balance that we're always trying to find with parenting between um, like rigidity and flexibility. Yeah. And like you're trying, you're trying to be structured enough, but also like flexible enough at the same time. Right. And somewhere in the middle there. Yeah. And with each individual child, somewhere in the middle there is right what they need. Right. Exactly. Right? And you can always show show forth love. Right. After you are setting Structured, that boundary. Structured, boundary. After yeah. you, 
Yeah. So, so it's really important that you, they know that they love you yep. and you're not um, labeling them, yep. but you're labeling the behavior that they're doing. Yep. You know, I just wonder, you know, how many times that kid, you know, came out to Jefferson, had no structure in the home, was wreaking havoc on the school. Yeah. Just like doing whatever because structure didn't exist in their life. And then the parents come in and blame the school. Yo, yeah. And, oh, and yes. not hold a boundary or a consequence with Absolutely. the kid. Absolutely. Saw that a lot. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because we're not going to go there with our kid. Yeah. We're going to cast blame and play the victim elsewhere. Yeah, sometimes it's easier or they think that it's easier to You're, do right. that. Right. But they're creating a monster. They're Yeah. They're creating the monster. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the the last thing as far as boundaries go is um, it's really important to have high expectations for your kids. Okay. Um, uh, the, your kids, if if they think that you you think that they can do things uh-huh. and, and you have high expectations for them, they're more likely to, to be do resilient it. and to succeed and huh. to do it. And it doesn't need to be a, a chastising thing. Like you have to get A's or else or anything like that. You just have high expectations. I know you can do this. It's it's part of, you know, um, being able to have a mindset where um, you're, you don't have a fixed mindset. Well, I think what you're talking about, and I'm going to push back a little bit here, but uh, there, I think it's really good to have belief in your kids. Yeah. So I believe in you. I know you're. I know you're smart. I know you're strong. I know. You, I know you can. Yes. I know you can. I believe in you. Right. Um. But in my neighborhood, where I'm raising my kids, one yeah. of the problems is, um. You know, we had the highest rate of suicide at the at the school, at the high school. Yeah. And it's the it's high high expectations where. If they don't get a certain GPA, they don't get into BYU, they don't get to the school they want to go, and they, they feel like they're letting mom and dad down all the yes. time. Yes. And so there's there's something about believing in your child and knowing right. they can do yes. without these expectations that are that are tied to their worth. Like yes. you better yeah. or else you're not okay. There's a way to do it where you can, you know, that you can have high expectations without um creating the judgmental shame. and creating the shame yeah. and um and there probably is maybe even a better word for it than, than expectations, expectations. Yes. yes um but studies show that those parents who have high expectations for their kids are um well are well you successful. think it, you think about it like if i'm a kid and i let's say i go play soccer yeah and i i suck i'm not good yeah but I feel like mom and dad believe in me. Mom and dad know. Yeah. Then w- that's, what that's... I'm what I'm gonna do when I suck is I'm gonna say, well, I I know I can because they know I can. Yeah. So I believe. So I'm gonna go through the hard learning the hard. and change and growth to get good at this because I know they believe that I can be good at this. Right. If I go, I and mean, I'm horrible, and they don't believe in me, then I just, oh, I'm I'm just that's all I am. Right. That's it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so, so that's true. Yeah, another category, and this is the last of the external assets that we're talking about, is constructive use of time. Hmm. And we talked a little bit about that. You know, are they an asset or a liability? Right. Our kids are, but um, they, if 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 we help them to be creative, if we um, get them involved, but not to an extreme with youth programs, um, if they have a religious community. 
Um, and if they're doing something valuable with their time at home and not always playing that video game, yeah, those are four other assets. Oh. And so, and, and, and I like these assets because you can say, oh yeah, I can see that in my kid. I can see yeah. that. I can see that I'm doing this yes. in my family. Yes. You know, so I can check off 15 right. of these. Right. And then do I have to worry so much that they're going out? Right. No, because they're they be have okay. those assets. Right. You know. Right. And, wow, uh, mom, you're making me feel like a good parent. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. Yeah. It did. It really helped me. When I learned these things, I was right in the throes of, of having teenagers. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and it was like, oh, I am always so tense and so uptight right. about what am I doing to my kids? Am I, am I raising them am right? Am I screwing them up? Am I screwing them up and that kind of thing? This really calmed me down. Right. Because it helped me see that, oh, I was doing some of these assets with my yeah, kids, yeah. you know, and so it was good. Yeah. Well, you are screwing up a little bit. I mean, your one of your sons says the F word once in a while. So, Well, not once in a while, <laughs> but four times on one thing. <laughs> well, you failed. <laughs> Just want you to stay professional, honey. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about some of the internal assets okay. that our kids have. Um, one of them is commitment to learning. That's why I'm not super worried about your kids. I mean, I helped them with homework when I stayed with them for right. two weeks, right? And there was some prodding and some pushing yeah. and that kind of thing. But I know that you do that, that right. you, you, you prod and, and you push, but, oh, um, yeah. but then you, but then there's others that have achievement motivation. Yeah, that you yeah, hardly yeah. even need you, to you worry about that. Yeah. That's an internal yeah. asset, right? Yeah. Um, school engagement, homework, bonding to school, reading for, for pleasure. And oh, I see a lot of that at your house. That. Check, yeah. you know, yeah. check some of those things off. Yeah, they all the love to do that. Yeah. So that's like a commitment to learning those yeah. assets there. Positive values are like, I care about people. Mm -hmm. um, I believe in equality and justice. Yeah. I believe in being honest and integrity. And you're going to have some experiences where maybe integrity and honesty might not. They need to be, be learned. There. Yeah, uh -huh. they need to be bit. learned a little bit, and you're going to be some doing right. some teaching about that, and then uh, taking responsibility for mm -hmm. themselves, and that comes. I promise you, yeah. that comes. Yeah. Um, and then also that they they have some locus of control. They have some restraint. Right. Restraint. Right, right. Yes. So that's an internal asset. Right. Right. You know. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. Some kids have that a lot more than others yeah. do, you know, and especially it with the the teenage mind because it's not fully developed. It seems like some of these things need to be kind of developed and learned and and then with others some of my kids it is just in them. Yeah. It's just naturally. Yeah. So in them. so uh, but if you can see it naturally in some and not in others then you know that that because it's an asset right. it would be a good idea for you to work on that asset with that child right right, right. yes um I, my mom had a plate i used to uh, i had six kids and you know knew how to raise them now i have i mean i always had six philosophies how to raise kids right but now i have six kids and no philosophy <laughs> and that's Amen. kind of the idea because they're also uh, different yeah you know? yes and then another thing that you can kind of notice and see uh in your kids is um uh Social competencies, competencies. Um, so they can plan and make decisions. Um, they uh, have resistance skills. They like um, positive 
peaceful conflict resolution. Oh, good. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, and and I think these are just kind of fun to look at, especially if you're looking at your kids. Right. Because you can see the ones that need the assets and the ones that yeah. could work on them. Totally. Or, yeah. or, you know, oh, yeah, I see Sandy as being this. Or, right. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the last is if they have a positive identity for themselves. Uh, they have their own personal power. I they guess that's they maybe are. why I mentioned Sandy, mm-hmm. because I see that asset in her oh, so much. Bo- She's so comfortable her. yeah. with herself. Yes. Right? Yes. Right? And self-esteem. Yeah. They feel like they have a sense of purpose. Right. And they have um, a positive view of their their future. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know, I you talk about her and she's big into theater and plays and stuff. And she she was trying out for the main part. And I think she was she didn't get it. She was like second. So she almost did, but she didn't. Yeah. And she was trying so, so hard. And when she came home, I was like, what? Like, they should have given it to you. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And her response was like, no, that other kid's really good. Like no, he, he's, see? you know, and I like, I'm like, yeah. whoa, you're a lot more mature and wise than I am. This like, is what? a ninth grade girl. <laughs> yeah. Are you like, kidding me? Like, yeah. He's, he's awesome. Dad. That and, is amazing. Yeah. I, yeah. So, I just, and, and it wasn't like, I hate the teacher and I'm going to crumble. Right. She took another it's part. She's being a good sport. She's stepping into it. Yeah. And I see those, as you talk about these assets, I see those yes. playing out. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. it's just nice to have kind of a, a set list of 40 assets that internally and externally, um, where our kids are less likely to get engage in the risky behaviors or what we would call risky behaviors like right. alcohol abuse, sexual activity, yeah. uh, illicit drug use, violence, right. um, social problems. Um, and so the more assets you have, the less likely you're to engage in those six behaviors. Well, okay. So um, and we got to wrap up, but I do want to say this before we wrap up. Yeah. Um, as people are listening to this, um, you might be thinking about your own kids and thinking, God, we're really struggling here or we have these assets there. Um, it is, the, our job as parents is to do the best that we possibly can. And you do the best that you can um, but you will screw your kids up. Like you will fail as a parent and it's designed that way. You're supposed to fail as a parent. You're supposed to wound your children. You're supposed to even traumatize them some. I know that's hard to say, but you won't have these assets perfectly. Nobody no, will. No, absolutely um, not. And and so you don't, you don't need to take this and have a bunch of parent guilt and shame. And But maybe you've listened to this and thought, I need to correct that. I need to shift into that. I need to highlight right. that. I need to work on that. Um, and that's what this is for is to, you know, it's it's not to shame us. Right. It's to just give us some tools and to say, hey, I'm doing pretty good in this area. I'm doing pretty good right. in that a- area. God, my kids might have um, 25 of these 40 assets already. Right, right. You know, and then, okay, which ones do I really Can I work on work here on or kind of look at there? there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Because it's really super easy to shame ourselves as parents. Yeah. You know, and so we need to we need to be careful about that. Best advice I ever got for parenting was, you know, 
the the most important thing you can do as a parent is to be you is to be who God yes. made you to be. Yes. And instead of trying to be all of the things that I should be, I need to first and foremost be comfortable in my own skin yes. and show up as Brannon with yeah. my, my children. Like that's who I am. Right. And and God sent them to me right. for a reason. Yeah. Right. So yeah. then I can be me and then I can work on, and there's always stuff to work on, a lot of these things that we talked about today. Yes. So. Yes. And it helps them be them. Yeah. Which you, you know, you want them to be who they really are. Yeah. It's know? a really kind of interesting experience. I'd, I'd, um, I'd challenge anybody to do this, but sit down with your mom or dad and talk to them about parenting. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was parented by her. <laughs> um, but it's awesome, mom, to talk to you about it. And yeah. you are an expert on it and you've worked with resilient um, with resilient kids. And you've also worked with the kids who yeah. are participating in all the risky behaviors as well. So and I am just so amazed at the resilient kids that I saw, knowing their backgrounds, knowing where they came from, knowing what they had to, to, to do on their own independently because they didn't have somebody to help encourage them and push them. And right. there are those resilient kids and they are amazing. Right. And you know what, mom, I believe in all the years that I've done this, even from, from working in the junior high with you and with really rough kids, yeah. and, um, just there is goodness in pretty much everybody. Uh, and I even agree. the at risk kids who are struggling, who haven't had the boundaries, who have the parent, those kids can hone it in. Yes. They can become they resilient. Can. They can gain these assets and right. they can absolutely live an awesome life. Yeah, and so that's really true. And yeah. we can teach these kids through the schools, through programs that they have to gain some of these. Some assets. of the assets, yes. And we can also give grace to the parents who don't have the skills because that's probably generational too. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, yep. you guys, thank you for listening. Um, I hope this was helpful to all you parents out there or all you future parents out there. And have a wonderful day. Thanks, mom.